as a ham radio operator, I'm allowed 1,500 watts. I don't think I want that much that close to me. <laughs> okay. So, yes, the sermon for today is kind of a follow-up of last week. Um, I wanted to make some steps in uh, progress of the type of lessons that we did. And last week, I talked about submitting to the Lord, submitting to one another as well, and yielding to Jesus and vowing a better vow towards the end of the year that you're going to pray more, you're going to read the Bible more, um, things are going to be happening in your life. And so I want to carry on with a bit of that, with uh, uh, everything from songs that we sing to Bible verses. And then I'm going to re relate some of the Bible verses. I've got quite a few, so don't worry if you can just write down where they are, it might help. Um, but I'm going to be reading them uh, on the screen here and uh, expanding them so I can see them real well and be able to, to uh, read them. I got them here besides so that uh, it seemed like I've had some trouble with this, just deciding to go black. <laughs> okay. Um, modern technologies, but they can sometimes help us and uh, be an advantage to uh, being able to send the messages and the knowledge of our, our church and so on um, to various states and countries of the world. Okay, I started thinking of things, uh, my thoughts, I just started writing something down. And, Lord, I'm coming home. Help me remember some of the songs and verses about such words. Lord, I'm coming home. Um, that got me to thinking about Luke chapter 15. The last half of the chapter is pretty well the whole thing of the story. So... Luke chapter 15, verse 18. I'll go to that first. Uh, Luke chapter 18. Did I say 15 to 18? Chapter 15. 18 is the verse I'm after, and I'll probably quit at that point <laughs> on the story. Make you have to read it yourself. Get you excited enough that you want to say, how did that story end? <laughs> what was the first part really all about? Well, in um, verse 11, a certain man had two sons. And sure enough, the one son said, I want to take my inheritance and leave. Probably the older son would be uh, the one that would inherit the land and probably have to take care of the household and the mother or family members that were left. The younger one was probably free to leave, but uh, I wouldn't want to blame him too much for what he wanted to do and where he was going to go. But he did get in with the wrong group of people. And of course, they took him for all of his money. Uh, lots of food, lots of wildlife, lots of fun life or whatever. Casinos in their day probably weren't there. But um, he did all of those things because he wanted to try out life, I guess you might say. And with lots of friends, you soon run out of money. He ran out of money and had to get some work. So the only jobs that were available because there was a famine came. That can be bad. It can be locusts come, makes a famine. It can be dust bowl. It can be this, it can be that. Go on and on. Weather changes. 
Anyway, he found himself getting a job feeding pigs. And for the Hebrew people, that was the worst job that you could ever get, to touch those animals, be around those animals. Um, they're filthy anyway, and if you don't watch out, how do, you, how do you sleep with them? They're likely to eat you. They can crush your bones. So uh, anyway, he was, he was there, and he's, he was so hungry, he could have eaten the husks. I wanted to see if it was corn husks, in, but they didn't have our kind of corn in those days. We probably had some other kind where normal corn in the Bible is wheat. And there isn't much of a husk there to eat. But uh, whatever he was eating, or what the hogs were eating, the swine, pigs were eating, uh, he had to feed them, handle their food and, and travel around with them, take them to water, uh, get them water or whatever, take care of them. And he finally says to himself, self? <laughs> I like doing that. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we have to talk to ourselves, don't we? <laughs> Call yourself to your attention. And he said, you know what? My dad's got lots of servants. My dad could take care of me. I could be a servant for my dad. And I could go home and say, Father, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed you, I've embarrassed myself, I'm embarrassed the Heavenly Father. Um, I'm just in a bad way. Will you take me back into your farmlands, you might say your homelands, and just let me be a servant? And I think a servant is about that far from being a slave. Sometimes the words are interchangeable. So he was really giving himself to be nothing as long as he could be near his father and his kinspeople and have something to eat, a decent kind of a job, whatever it was, he would like to have that. So uh, he goes to his father and he apologizes. We would say repents to an example of the heavenly father. He's gonna go and repent to the heavenly father. That's what the story was about. You might wanna read more to find out how it ends, what happens, what part of the story, but I wanted to get the part where he spent what he had, finally came to himself, and turned back to the Father, which would be the Heavenly Father. Then I started thinking about songs that we all pretty well know, so, um, and we sing them. I'm gonna grab the songbook here just for a second. Um, oh, I don't think I got one. Interesting, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. I started looking at some songs last night and I thought we haven't sung these for a while. And somebody said, Jeremy said, why don't we sing some this afternoon? Anyway, uh, if you want to take the songbook and turn with me to 369, just as I'm going to read a few of the words, not all of the words I won't be singing. <laughs> okay. You don't have to be shy uh, or scared. Uh, I won't try singing. Um, three, six, nine. Three, six, nine. It's, uh, I am thine, O Lord. Do you see how that connects with last week's sermon about submitting yourself, turning yourself over to the Heavenly Father or complete surrendering. 
So here in uh, the first and second verses, just the verse part I want to look at. I am thine, O Lord, I have heard thy voice. That takes some doing. You know, you got to stop what you're doing. We can get all excited about this or that and get our, our minds mixed up with cares of this world and so on. So we need to stop ourselves and listen to the voice. And it told thy love to me. If we read the scriptures, we run across it. We're, we've gone around the clock on our yearly reading through the Bible in one year. So now we're back in Psalms. And Psalms 23, we all know. How about Psalms 22? Oh yeah, we need to read that one. Oh boy. And actually Psalm 24 as well. Uh, I've heard thy voice. I've, I've heard the message from the scriptures. I've heard God talk to me from the scriptures, we should be able to say. And it told of his love. The Bible tells us of the love of Christ, the love of the Heavenly Father. But I long to rise in the arms of faith to be closer drawn to thee. Those songs really meant something to me when I was 10 years old. My saw, I saw my parents change, drastic change in their lives. And I wanted to have more of what the others were having at church as well. Young people were getting saved. Young people were being baptized. I remember looking at some of the young men and said, you know, when I get a little older, I'm going to bow my head too and close my eyes when I pray. <laughs> yeah, that was a new concept to me because I was not churched up till that age. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, giving yourself to the Lord's work, total surrendry to God's work. By the power of grace divine, let my soul look up with a steadfast hope and my, uh, and my will be lost in thine. That's all I want to read from this verse, but you can see why I love this song in my past. I want to go to a song, a song 162. 162. I think we sang this one this morning, possibly, because we do sing it. And I want to look at, uh, again, just the first verses. Pardon me, did I get the wrong one? 162? Oh, it wasn't this one. Okay. So here's a free, free one for you. Uh, 162 is living for Jesus. It's usually sung slow, and on the top the note says not too fast. So that this is a heartfelt song that should be sung. Living for Jesus, a life that is true. Do we mean that? Do we want that? Should we be doing that? That's really the questions that we should ask ourselves as we would sing this. Striving to place him in all that I do, yielding allegiance, glad-hearted and free. This is the pathway of blessing for me. This is one time when it's all about me. Do you mean it? Are you going to be a Christian? Are you going to act like one? Are you going to live with like one? At 10 years old, going to school? Yeah, it meant something to me. Oh, Jesus, Lord and Savior, I give myself to thee. That's quite a statement, if you mean it. If that's what you want to do, you want to do that. You want to be in his graces. For thou and thy anoint, uh, atonement didst give thyself for me, 
I own no other master. My heart shall be thy throne. My life I give henceforth to live, O Christ, for thee alone. Total surrendery in this song. We need more of that, don't we? We can have some fancy preaching. But this is where it's at. This is when you get right down to what are you going to do about it? What do you know about the Bible and how does it affect your life? The next verse starts off, living for Jesus who died in my place. I felt that. At 10 years old, I realized that Christ had done that for me. I was the one that was guilty. I was the one that should die for my sins. And I read some of the prayers in the Bible. I've been doing a lot of studying now on prayer. Um, they said, God, it was I. I did this. We did this as a nation and as a group. But he certainly had, I did this. I didn't hold up my end. I wasn't a good witness. Uh, so I felt this. He died in my place, bearing on Calvary the sin and disgrace. Such love constrains me to answer his call. You know, when I was baptized, I knew I was called. I was going to be a pastor and I had no idea what that meant. I didn't know what the job was like and what it was going to entail. I didn't know I was going to be moving away from home, immigrating to a foreign country. And you could go on and on, you know. <laughs> I didn't know all those things. I was concerned about serving Christ, not repaying what he had done for me, but just because he did it for me, I wanted to work for him and I wanted to give back. Willing to answer the call, following his leading and giving him my all, giving Christ my all. And of course, the chorus, I, you know, I love this song really a lot. That verse just, the, the chorus just touches me, just really gets to me. This is a very important song to me. So let's turn to uh, song, song 225. 225. 225. You might see in this what I'm getting at is that many of the people that wrote these songs, of course, with Bible intended to be in it, and also the Holy Spirit touching their lives and helping them. Here's a song that says, um, just in the first verse only, what, what, 225, no, I was going to do all three verses, would you believe? Hark, tis the shepherd's voice I hear. Are we hearing the shepherd of life? Is that a true statement? Hmm. Out in the desert, dark and drear, that's what it is out there, calling the sheep that have gone astray, far from the shepherds fold away. They're so far away from God, so far away from understanding God. They don't know anything about the scripture. I didn't think we'd ever run into this. But you take the Bible out of school way back. Is it the 60s? Pretty close. That's a lot of years back. And it consequently went out of the homes at the same time as well or before that. So that it was all gone. So that's true. They're out in the dark. The sheep gone astray. Far from the shepherd, fold away. Away from the shepherd's fold. I'll go and help this shepherd kind. Kind shepherd that we have. I'll go and help him. Help him, the wandering ones, to find 
and to bring the lost ones to the fold where they'll be sheltered from the cold. Out in the desert, hear their cry. Out on the mountains, wild and high. I knew a lot of wild and high mountains in my day. Dark, tis the master's, hark, tis the master speaks to thee. Are we listening to Christ talking to us and listening to the Heavenly Father talking to us when we read the scriptures? That's so important. We listen with the audio tape. You know, you could use MP3 or we use CDs. But you can always stop and say, what did that mean to me? And Pearl and I will discuss something. And then we can press go again and away we go. Um, very nice to be able to hear what the master has to say. Go find my sheep where'er they be. I don't think that's an option. From what I read from the four gospels and when Jesus said go, go to here first and then go to there next and don't go there now, go, it's gonna be later. You know, I think the command to go is there. To go and find those sheep, those that have gone astray, those that knew salvation, knew the scriptures in years gone by and they've forgot it or they've given up on it. We need to go, go to them. Okay. Uh, and then the one that's always hit me very hard, 237. Just a few pages over. I picked these out one at a time, didn't know that the pages were going to be that close together. But this one was a very tough one for me. It really caught, grabbed me. Must I go and empty-handed? Am I going to meet my master without anybody that I've witnessed to? Anybody that I've saved, anybody that I've brought to Christ, am I going to meet Jesus and be embarrassed? Oh boy. Must I go an empty handed? Thus, my dear Redeemer, meet. Not one day of service given him. Lay no trophy at his feet. Nobody that you brought along, brought in. Then the Course says, Must I go an empty handed? Must I meet my Savior so? Not one soul with which to greet him. Must I empty-handed go? I'll stop there. You get the idea. Many of these songs are absolutely amazing of what's in it. Now, you know what the new deal is? Don't, send, don't sing from the songbook at church. Sing from overhead projections. Because then all of that is put on the shelf. The devil doesn't want us to sing those songs that are going to touch our heart. They're going to change our minds, going to get us into reading the Bible. Oh, no, don't use that. Use the overhead projections. Oh, boy. Okay. We need to be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. I uh, put a note in here to myself, sort of, but I want to share it with you. Matthew 10, verse 8 says, Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers." Raise the dead, cast out devils freely. You have received, freely give. That one hit me real hard too when I was young. Because what it's saying is that we need to get out there and go. We're going to have some of these abilities that are kind of scary for us. We're going to pray with faith and wow, it's very likely to happen. That's faith, right? We believe it's going to happen. But he said it will happen. 
but we have freely received this gospel, this message, this Bible. We're supposed to give it away. Give your knowledge away. Give your gifts away. Give your talents away so that you can save people. Going on. This screen has gone dead and I don't think I'm going to fight with it to get it back. I've got it here. <laughs> so... Um, I got it in large print, so I'm having my okay. I'm doing, doing fine. Um, in Luke chapter 138, Mary said, Behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. That's part of the verse, but you get the jest. She is submitting herself. That's it, period, over and done with. I'm your, I'm your handmaid. I, that's more or less a woman slave. I'll do whatever you say and whatever you require of me. According to thy word. Whatever you say, I'm with you. I'm going to do it. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 13, neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. People do that. We're not supposed to do that. That's in Romans 6.13. People go to places and do things that they should not be doing. You're yielding your members of your body. Somebody said today they saw people standing in the back with a glass in and clinking the glass. No. It's not what's in the glass. It's the custom, the tradition, all the things that go with it. We know there's verses that say that drinking liquor is dangerous to your health. And some say take a little wine for your stomach's sake. You can use it for putting on wounds to keep the bad bugs out of it. Okay. It's got a job. I once had a little writing about alcohol. It's a good cleaner. Clean your money out of your wallet. It, can clean. <laughs> it started down the list, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is different. Don't yield our bodies or any part of us to sin, but yield yourself to God as those that are alive from the dead. You know the difference between death and life, right? Then don't go back and fool around with the dead stuff or what's going to kill you. Evil will take your life in the long run, in the judgment that comes. But then it also goes on here um, in Romans 13 is another verse. Romans 13 verse 11. It says, let every soul be subject unto higher powers. Nowadays, nobody wants that. They don't want a policeman to come to the car window because he's got some authority. And we don't want authorities. We don't want a stop sign because we don't want rules. Doesn't it go on and on in the world that we're in? It's a crazy world. If we've got things to go by, well, I mentioned amateur radio already. If you stay by the rules, you've got ability to use 1,500 watts of power. 100 watts can get you anywhere in the world. How much can 1,500? Different bands, different times of the day. You can talk to the moon, through the moon, back to the earth. Um, all kinds of things can happen. But there's rules. You've got to use it rightly within the rules. And then you have all these privileges. 
Huh. Who ever thought of that, that God made rules and people don't want them? He put them down here in the book. In fact, I was amazed Oklahoma does not give out driver's license manuals. It's no wonder we got a problem. <laughs> so I had to go and buy one after I'd had the license for, I don't know, about 10 years. I went and bought a manual because there was a question I wanted to answer for myself. They do not give them away. And you don't see them when you're getting your, your driver's license. Okay, there's rules to the, any game, to every game. There's rules. God made rules. And he said they were for our good. For our good. Okay. Be subject to higher powers, certainly the Heavenly Father. There is no power but God. He controls everything. If he's allowing something like Pharaoh, that was kind of a bad one. Some of the other powers, we could go down and list some, and yet he said, he is my servant. He's doing things that I'm making him do <laughs> in this king and that king and that king and that king, okay? God's servant. The powers that be are ordained of God. We'd hate to think on that. Or the other way, would you like to be at the other end of that where you're going to get in a lot of trouble with, you say, somebody upstairs because of their actions and their behaviors? Okay. Whosoever, this goes on for 11, uh, I had verse 11 on that one. Then I've got two, three, four, five below it. So I must have meant one. <laughs> Verse 1, uh, verse 2, Whosoever therefore resisteth the power resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. I wrote most of this, thought most of this, before I knew much of what went on over the weekend, over the last weekend, I mean the holiday times and middle of the week and so on. A uh, terrible situation that went on. They that resist shall receive themselves damnation. They're in big trouble. Most of them are all videotaped. They're finding them one by one by one. Oh, yeah. For rulers are not a, a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? We ought to be. Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God. Whoa. You know, you go down the list and you realize, oh yeah, they were actually used of God and they either died of some cause, some disease or whatever. Um, but they were doing what God allowed them to do for punishment to God's people in many places. Uh, let's not get into that ourselves. We don't want to be on the wrong side of that, right? And it says they are ministers of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain. If he is a minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. God is watching over that, going to make sure. Wherefore ye must... Needs be subject, 
not only for wrath, you're not angry and have to obey, you ought to do it willingly, but also for conscience sake. That's pretty difficult. For this cause, pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers attending continually upon this very thing. When they came and they were going to try to check, trick Jesus, are you going to um, forget about Rome and forget about their system and their, how they do things, right? or are you going to pay taxes? And he said, yep, you, you go and get the fish and there'll be a coin in his mouth and you pay for mine and you... He did. I've run into Christians that will not pay taxes. Will not. Wow. What is this? Whether it's used right or wrong, and for what use it goes, Jesus didn't ask. Render therefore to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom Fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. We behave ourselves politely and correctly, and there's a number of those examples in the scriptures that show how we ought to act and behave. And we will be heard more easily that way than if we go the other way. Uh, Ephesians 5.21, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Submitting to one another. You know, we say, okay, in the church, you know, you need to do this and this. How about in the home? <laughs> yeah, same rule, right? Submitting one to another. Um, in First uh, Peter 2, 13 and 14, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. There is one time when you know you have to stand against this idea, right? The three Hebrew children, he said, no, we will not bow down to your God. And he said, we're going to throw you in the fire. He said, if my God saves me, fine. If he doesn't, I still won't lay down to you know." Bow down to your God. There's a difference. And we need to use some real good wisdom and understanding the scriptures, understand how to serve our Heavenly Father and use that wisdom. But otherwise, why attract attention? If the king wants you to nod when he goes by or you have to pay uh, some taxes, you just do it. 1 Peter 5, 1 through 6. says, to the elders which are among you, I exhort, whom uh, am uh, also uh, an elder himself. He's an elder as well, older person, and older in the belief. And a witness of the suffering of Christ, he had seen that. And also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. He knew both of these items in both sides of the coin. He knew it. This is Peter. Feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking oversight thereof, not by constraint, don't, not because you have to or forcing it on somebody, <laughs> okay. okay? Not by constraint, 
but willingly you'll work for God in any way that God's going to use you. Willing, willingly. Not for filthy lucre, not for the money, but of a ready mind. Neither be lords over God's heritage. You don't need that. Jesus talked about when you come in, don't ask for the highest seat because they might ask you to come down and you're going to be embarrassed. You're better to take the low seat and then when they raise you up, you feel better. Okay? There was a bunch of stories like that. We need to read that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, especially the red letters, okay? <laughs> Find out what Jesus had to say. Uh, but being an example unto the flock, that's in verse 3, being an example. We need to live in a way that we can let it be known to others um, so that they can follow a good example. And when the chief shepherd, that's Jesus, shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. We're really not there to get the crown, right? We would do it anyway because we know what he did for us. Give us and given to you. you know, freely you've received, freely give. You can see where this all tied together that we need to submit to those things. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves to the elder. Yea, all of, the, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves therefore among or under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Are we looking for that shortly here in our daily life? No, but there's a time coming when the judgment comes. And we're going to be made kings and priests and rule with Christ for a thousand years. That's where it's at. <laughs> That's what we want. In due time, the correct time. Then I wrote a couple of things about obedience to Christ and to the Heavenly Father. In John 14, verse 23, Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. You've got to know the words first. You've got to read the book, read the manual. And my Father will love him, and we will come in unto him and make our abode with him. Going on to Romans 14, verse 8. And whether we live, we live unto the Lord. That's what we're here for. That's what we are willing to do. If we live, we'll live for the Lord. Whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or whether we die, we are the Lord's. Wow. We belong to him. He's going to take care of us. He's going to do whatever needs to be done. The thing that we're worried about is whether we can be with him when the trumpet blows. When he sits on his throne and he puts people over authority, when we rule with him, that's what's going to be all important. So another one here on obedience to the Heavenly Father. In Luke 1 verse 6 it says, They were both righteous before God, walking in all commandments and ordinances. Do you know who this was? And the Lord, uh, commandments or ordinances of the Lord, blameless. I hear people all the time saying, you can't live the perfect life of the Old Testament. Oh, there's two people right there that did. Paul said, I was blameless by the laws that he lived by. It can be done. And if you blew it, you could give a sacrifice, right? 
The New Testament, what happens if you blow it? We have an advocate, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Same kind of deal. We can be blameless in the Old Testament. We can be blameless in the New Testament. Okay, let's keep going. Um, in, Re in Revelations 14, verse 12, here are the patience of the saints. Here are they. They keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. They keep the commandments of God. It can be done. It's expected to be done in the book of Revelations even. And the faith of Jesus. You need to read those red letters. Obedience to Christ. I wrote Matthew 7, 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. You got Jesus and the Heavenly Father in the same verse. There's some that are not doing and should be doing and they're expecting to have blessings and they're not going to get them. But he that do the will of my Father. Well, you don't have to keep the Ten Commandments. God wrote those with his finger and he did away with them later. No. <laughs> he did not. The Heavenly Father did not remove those Ten Commandments and a lot of other rules. We know sacrificing needed to end. We knew to know the temple service of the old way had to end. It was glorious, but that was the administration that was glorious. But we have greater glory in the New Testament way of doing things. Yeah, you know where that is. For me, it's the left page, you know, it's up there. <laughs> uh, fairly easy, easy to find. So we're supposed to be doing the will of my Father, which is in heaven. It's the heavenly Father, and he is a son. We know we call him Jesus Christ, or Lord Jesus Christ, or Master. In Revelations 22, 14, it says, Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life. Ooh, I want to be there. And may enter in through the gates into the city. Well, we won't be left outside. We won't find the door locks. We won't be knocking and nobody answering. There's lots of stories in the Bible. Really good advice. We'll have right to the tree of life if we do his commandments. So one verse for conclusion. Are you ready? Joshua 24, 14. Now therefore fear the Lord. That means respect and honor, obey. All kinds of things are put into that word fear the Lord because we love him. It's not a fear because we're shaking in our boots. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth, and the last part of the verse says, and serve ye the Lord. So may God bless you and be a special blessing to you, I pray. Thank you.